this is the first episode we're recording today. Yes. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've been, I'm excited. I think it's uh, because maybe we should start by welcoming our listeners. <laughs> this is not a scripted podcast, by the way. This is simply just two people who work with music and enjoy the work with music and... We enjoy talking about music, so uh, we thought we'd record this and make a podcast out of it. Um, it's probably not something nobody has done before, but um, here we are. Simon, welcome to the Indigo North podcast. <laughs> welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome, everybody. Um, and hopefully, well, this is the first episode of what I hope will be many. So um, we're going to have um, a few, I guess a few segments in each episode. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to discuss a song. Today we're going to discuss the song um, Living Off the Memories, which is an Indigo North single, a recent, current single. Yeah. <laughs> Very good one as well. It's a good one. Yeah. It's actually the second version of of a song that we, uh, well, initially we released it last year, I think it was, um, on an Indigo North uh, EP, where I was singing the lead. And, it, well, it was, it, was, it was all right. But, and then Molly Parker heard this one and, and she contacted you, Simon. How did that, uh, maybe you can elaborate how, how we were that lucky. <laughs> there was a site where... Um... I think when lockdown happened, I was trying to find people to cover our songs because I, oh, yeah. I figured, you know, people had time on the hands. That was the perfect time to try and find them. Yeah. Um, so I was on this site looking for people and I must have listened to hundreds and hundreds of, of people, but they either didn't sound right or, you know, didn't sound special or, yeah. you know, they, there were so many where they were sounding like Amy Winehouse. There wasn't yeah. any really, you know, with their own own voice, so to speak. And Molly's manager contacted Rose. me, Rose, yeah. and said um, Molly was looking to cover songs. And I said, well, have a look, see what you want to do. Yeah. And they came back to say, living off the memories and the rest is history. Yeah. Well, um yeah, the 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 version with Molly's uh, vocals is is already out there, and um, I was I was a bit surprised because obviously we're biased here. We 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 like all our songs, yeah. <laughs> but, but this one was was to me wouldn't be the first suggestion. Um, I, I I would uh, I would have thought of something else, but but um, well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Simon, can you tell about um, can you tell about the? Oh, maybe we should start by by explaining a bit how how we work together, how how, how that usually, yeah, sort of work. Um, because we've written together, we've written I I don't know what fifty songs. That's, I, I, that, that's I, not even enough. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the hundreds. Yeah, know. it's probably closer to a hundred. So, yeah, yeah. And usually, um, I guess, you know, with the majority of the songs by now, it's it's usually me starting with some kind of musical basic track. Yeah. Sort of just to me as a composer, uh, the main composer of all the 
for the Indigo North songs, it's usually a melody line or a hook that that I start with. That's that's where the whole thing starts, and then I build the basic track around that. And I might have an idea for a beat rhythm thing as well, and then I send it to you, the instrumental version with with the piano lead melody line on it. Yeah, and then usually you come up with with lyrics for that. Yeah. Um, oh. I think that was also the case with Living Off the Memories, wasn't it? It was, yes. You sent yeah. me the basic track and then I put the lyrics to it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, maybe we can talk about the lyrics. Um, I'm, I'm just yeah. uh, getting them up here on my screen. That's probably a good idea. Can you, can you if you can, on, on the top of your head... Um, can can you can you elaborate how how what did you think when you first heard the music <laughs> so i think so when i mean this goes for any any song you send me i will listen to it and either there will be because of the length of the notes or number of the notes so sometimes words will come into my mind already like oh that fits in there oh yeah uh and sometimes it you know it just draws a blank and it would take me ages for something to yeah yeah. To think, oh, that 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 could go with that, but with this one, I had this um, kind of chorus hanging around that I'd written many, many, many years ago. From it actually goes to the music by uh, Blur, the Universal, their song, the Universal. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of that song, you get the kind of chorus, but um, done by the orchestra, you know. And then the backing singers just come on, come in, and say, uh, "Just." Just let it go, or yeah. something to that effect. And so I'd written the three lines that go with the instrumentation, and then the just let it go that, oh. that fitted that. Yeah. And that is basically what makes up the chorus for Living Off the Memories. I mean, I had to extend the lines, I think, and probably put in extra lines because it wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't exactly the same as that. No. But that was the, that was the basis for it. When I listened to that song, I realized, oh, actually, these go in there i might have to extend it a little bit but the the lyrics basically there's enough space for the lyrics to fit in here so yeah and then i just built the rest of the song around that thinking well what am i actually saying with this chorus <laughs> yeah um, and that's a, well that's a it works i mean it, it's yeah. it's um it's a good way to start i guess if you if you kind of feel that you need or you want to have certain ver- words or certain lines in a song then then you you start from there and you just well develop a story i guess <laughs> that's, that's it yeah. yeah so uh yeah so i think the verses became like um about when you meet like really old friends like friends you went to school with and things like that and you meet them again yeah and that initial period is like what well, because they've since you know maybe got married had kids whatever it might be there's that initial period where you're like actually, I don't really know you. Who who are you now? You know, this isn't the same person I knew all those years ago. Yeah. But um, so that's what the verses are about. But then, um, I mean, in those situations, when you do then talk to people, you start to fall back into how you were when you knew them. So it's like, oh, actually, you're still the same person. But it's that that initial period, you're like, oh, actually, I don't really know you anymore. You know, who are you? Exactly. what the song's about. 
I think we've all been there. I think um, I don't know if you had the same experience, but but you you mentioned the lockdown um, where we had um, um, Molly to 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 sing the song. You know that was kind of the the, the at the start of the lockdown when we when we were introduced to her. But um, and an experience uh, speaking of the lockdown for me was was actually kind of reconnecting with old friends from school over the social media. Uh, I mean, because all of a sudden we all had a lot of time <laughs> and we were all yeah. just stuck at home. And that I was invited to, to more groups uh, on Facebook and, and, uh, and, and we kind of reconnected there. And, and we, so I actually had the same personal experience uh, as you just mentioned um, that you know oh good to good to hear from you again michael or peter who whoever it was and and um fill me in what has happened the last 20 years <laughs> I know. yeah you can't. that's that's the trouble when you meet people like that they haven't seen for ages you kind of say hi hi how are you but then yeah. because so much time has passed you, you've got no reference point to take that conversation any no. no because the 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 the, the mutual well the, the reference you have with with these old connections is well school maybe yeah. college or yeah and 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 yeah and here we are many many years later i should tell the listener that both simon and i we are you know we're not in our 20s anymore <laughs> And they didn't know that, Anders. Don't don't give that away. <laughs> well, they they will eventually find out because, well, I I tend to think that the lyrics are just a little, a oh. little more, you know, a, a little deeper, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they usually reminiscing about the past in some way or another. Exactly, they're very reflective, and yeah. you know, the older you get, the more reflective you get. So. Sort of how it is. Well, you you say that, but then a lot of the stuff for um, dreaming of the past was actually written when I was in my twenties, and yet all that stuff's actually quite reflective. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So so just to get get the 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 whole thing correctly here, um, it, it, not the entire song was not written in your twenties. You just parts of the or some lines of it you 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 kind of jotted down when when you were younger yeah for for some of this uh this song living off the memories the core what made up the chorus i more or less had already that i'd written okay and the verses were written as i went along now Mm -hmm. cool yeah and um well, we should say that as we own the copyrights for this uh, song, um, obviously the listener will get the song that we're talking about at the end of the podcast. So we'll just play it because we're allowed to do that. So, uh, <laughs> <woo-hoo>. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> so um, you will you will um, get to uh, to listen to the song, Simon. Can we um, also, as this is our first episode here and this kind of in- introduction to the audience, um, can you can you remember when you first your, your first musical experience that sort of where you said, "Oh, this 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 is this is deep," or this is something that that you remember 
many years later, this was your first real musical experience that kind of made a mark on you or? Um, I, not specifically, but I can remember, I think kind of very early on kind of uh, stuff like the Beatles that uh, my mum liked, the, uh, the early Beatles. Oh, yeah. And kind of 60s pop and stuff like that. And then there are there are various songs on the radio that I I remember mm-hmm. um, that, you know, if you heard now, I'd think, oh, you know, I heard that when I was a tiny child. Yeah. There's, there's this really terrible song called um, Seven, Seven Tears, I think, by, I'm not even sure what they're called. It's a, it's a really bad song. Okay. <laughs> but... It's one I, I remember from when I was re- really, really, a really, really, really young child. Yeah. And if I hear it now, I still, even though it's a terrible song, I still like it. It's like, oh, <laughs> it must be one of the earliest songs I can remember. Yeah. But, but you know, yeah, well, I, I, um, I was, I was um, also very young in the 80s and listening to some 80s songs now, it's just, it's just horrible, right? Um, I was listening to actually. I, I like Depeche Mode. I, no, nothing against Depeche Mode. When, but when you listen to that first breakthrough single that they had, there was one called "The Meaning of Love," and then obviously uh, "Just Can't Get Enough." Um, those two songs—they're actually very, very simple, very basic, and very dated. <laughs> when you when you listen to, listen to them in in today's concert context it's it's just uh you you would not release something like that anymore would you i mean it's <laughs> well i mean it's a lot of music like that where you wouldn't release now yeah no. but still, they're great songs they have energy they have you know the vibe and and obviously they were major hits back then and and it it, it, it I, I think they're somehow they're more dated than if you mentioned the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles. Obviously, the recordings are dated, um, but but the early Beatles stuff is still great stuff. I yeah. mean, there's so much energy and so much melody, and it's just wonderful songs. I, I enjoy listening to them as well. Obvi- um, although I, I have to say, the the, the later Beatles. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of of Let It Be, uh, the last album. And also uh, George Harrison's uh, "Here Comes the Sun." I think it's one of the greatest Beatles songs. Um, yeah, it's it's not a Lennon McCartney song, but uh, it's it's uh, it's a great song. I really this is always the first one when I when I want to listen to Beatles. It's always "Here Comes so the I, Sun." It, it's a quite strange thing that even though I was not born in the era of the Beatles, that I feel like I grew up with the Beatles because the earliest. Beatles I listened to was was the early Beatles yeah and then when I got to my kind of teenage years when you know your emotions start to become a bit more complex that's when I actually found you know the White Album and Abbey yeah. Road and you know the psychedelic more psychedelic yeah. songs that you know uh you would only appreciate when you're a bit older really so it's kind yeah. of so even though I wasn't born during that era I still feel like I grew up and with yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've had a huge influence on, on well. The world. <laughs> the world in general, all music in the world. It's, oh, it must, yeah. be, um, must be quite 
I'm not, I don't know if Paul McCartney is aware of the influence. He probably is, but, but still, you know, it must be um, very humbling to know that, you know, you've actually influenced the entire music industry, the entire music world, everything we listen to, because they, what happened there in the, in the, in the, in the mid sixties, I guess, when Beatles went from early, because we always, as you say, we, we talk about early Beatles and then we go to late, later Beatles, that something happened around, well, I guess it was before the White Album, something happened around Revolver and yeah. something around there because they, they, they changed the sound, the, the, yeah. the whole, you know, it, it wasn't just easy pop tunes. It was something more than that. that um, and, and, and that made a, a huge influence on, on many, many bands, many, many musical uh, genres. Um, I think there were several things that happened. Um, one is they, they stopped touring. So that yeah. gave them that, that time in the studio to yeah. really play around. Yeah. Uh, the other is they started doing drugs, which <laughs> <laughs> perhaps yeah. influenced them in yeah. a way that, you know, they hadn't before. Yeah. And the other was they started to develop that rivalry with um, like the Beach Boys where they did Revolver and then the Beach Boys did Pet Sounds and then yeah. Sergeant Pepper and that kind of, you yeah. know that everyone in the sixties was inside yeah. Yeah. pop music to a, a much higher level. Yeah, true. You know, well, they, 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 as you say, also the the thing about you know having more time in the studio. Um, you, well, you can hear that because they they started to 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 play with with sounds and more instruments and you know recording techniques, obviously. Um, yeah, and 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 that has had a, a profound influence on on the way we record music today. Um, yeah, and then later on, I I, I was born in in, in the seventies and, and grew up in the eighties. I mean, it still, you know, it would be influenced by by that that era, that whole Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones. Uh, well, Rolling Stones were actually a little more rockish, I guess. That, that was different. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean, um, the, it's probably uh, obvious to people listening to Indigo North that, that the, my influence is certainly 80s music, um, which I hope is coming back, Simon. I, I really kind of have a feeling. It's, it's, it's meant to be. I, I yeah. told you that I, I <laughs> sent one of our songs to somebody very young without telling them anything about it. And they said, yeah. oh, yeah, that 80s retro sounds really coming back. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Well, <laughs> when you listen to the weekend or or well there are many more at the moment current current superstars with with current singles it's it's actually yeah it is coming back um and i i've i've been uh kind of um holding uh, the flag high for 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 that sound for for quite some time so um yeah i'm, I'm hoping that we will um that we will have a chance as well, Simon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Is there anything else we can we can tell about living off the memories? Is there anything? Um... Well, we, we spoke about the lyrics, but do, do yeah. you recall what your actual influence was for the music? Because obviously, you know, that was a completely separate process, really. To the, yeah, it, the it probably was. Um, and I've been thinking about that as well. I don't exactly know... Um, how and when I, I came up with the melody, but sometimes 
um, it's it's when I when I'm in a public transportation, when I sit in the in the tram or the bus here, um, and 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 it just you know look at the at the traffic outside, then 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 for some reason um, notes or 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 vibes come up in my head, and I and I find myself humming. Um, just slightly probably just just some some basic uh chords or something like that and and i think that was that was the start of this song and sometimes it can also be when i listen to um the music in the background of a of a tv documentary or something you know all these all these subtle background it could be a keyboard or a piano or something like that because the song starts, you know, with something like that. If you just listen to the instrumental parts, the first seconds, and if you remove the um, the, the 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 lead vocal, then it's actually quite a long intro. And I think that sort of that was what I what I started with, and then eventually I, I just added, you know, the rhythm and, and built it up, built it up eventually. So, so it's probably something like that, and I was in the mood for something more, more reflective and, and, and low key. There, it's not, it's not because as we as we come into a series of podcasts, and we'll talk more about songs. We have quite a, we have quite a, a line of more uptempo songs. Yeah. Simon, you and I. So, so this is this is an an, an unusually low tempo song for us. Actually, it um, is. It, it is. Um, we don't have that many of them, and and it's probably um, it's certainly not because of your lyrics, because you're very good at 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 writing lyrics where where you sit down and listen and think. But but I um, I'm more I'm, I'm, I find it easier to 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 write up tempo songs. Writing a, a proper ballad is is actually yeah it's actually very hard. <laughs> well, and and lyri- lyrically, it's actually difficult to write something sincere in that kind of yeah format and making it sound sincere. What 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 do what's the best ballad you've if you oh. on top of your head? What what would be the best ballad? Oh, I don't know. I don't, they're not necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily say they're best ballads. But if you take things like um, "Everything I Do, I Do It for You" and and yeah. songs like that, that you know aren't really my cup of tea. But the, no. of that of that genre, they're done very well. And even though the lyrics could be a bit cheesy, they they always come across as sincere. Like the yeah. You know, which if I try try something like that, it would just it just sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everything I do, I do it for you. Was a was a, a theme, a film score, wasn't it? it was uh, Robin, Robin Hood, Robin yeah. Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good song. It's a good really, song. Yeah, I, I actually like of that song. I actually like the bit. Once the song is over, it just has the piano bit and kind of guitars and stuff for ages. Yeah, yeah. I actually like that bit when there's no when there's no actual singing. <laughs> They ne- on radio they never play that bit because that's you know they've already played it long enough that's where they usually cut it off exactly yeah um yeah but I, I Brian Adams obviously is a, is a is a is a huge influence I, I listen to him all the time he like heaven it's a song of the reckless mm. album it's a great song 
I, I really love yeah. that song. And I remember one of the first concert experiences I actually had was also Brian Adams in Copenhagen, where I lived and grew up. And he played a song called, um, it's from the Cuts Like a Knife album. Um, hold on a second. I've got it here. Um, Cuts Like a Knife. I have to look at um, Straight from the Heart. I don't know if you recall that one. I don't know that one, I'm afraid. Okay, it's... it's, it's um, it, it's it's a it's a little similar to to heaven. It's just on 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 an earlier album, cuts like a knife was the album before reckless with with heaven. So so straight from the heart, he played that one live um, at the concert in Copenhagen. I remember I clearly remember that that moment because it was first it was the first time I ever heard the song straight from the heart. Um, I wasn't really into cuts like a knife reckless was the first brian adams album i heard and then I, I got the opportunity to go to the concert on that tour so it was it was it was wow you know um straight from the heart and i went home and i went the next day to the in those days you couldn't just stream the song so i would have to wait and 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 go to the record store the next day and, and then buy i think i bought the single back then and 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 that ballad made a particular influence on me um you don't write ballads like that anymore you know nowadays a ballad is supposed to be sung like beyonce or adele um but anyways uh, yeah as you say you know they 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 have brian adams or others they can they can make it sound sincere and they can make it sound you know yeah. well like they mean it right yeah <laughs> but i I mean, I assume that I assume everything I do, I do it for you, is written by Diane Warren or somebody like that. Yeah, I don't probably, think, yeah. I don't think it's written by, yeah, Brian Adams. Yeah, and so just just the writing process. I don't think I could ever write lyrics that sound like that and they be sincere. You know, just come out as cliches or yeah, corny stuff. I guess if you write to like um, um, a film score, that it's probably. Um, Maybe you get a script or like a storyline from, yeah. from the movie. It will actually be a, an interesting thing to try um, eventually um, and see if, if if you're allowed to to to, to well have the storyline and maybe the, you can then make a ballad if they if if the people the film people say you know we need a ballad at the you know to support the end credits or something like that yeah. and then you yeah. So so yeah, but um, otherwise, yeah, it, it can be, it can be, it can be hard to be sincere in in in, in your lyrics. What what what's your um, so when you write lyrics, Simon, uh, are they usually from from personal experience or friends or what? Yeah. what, what yeah. It, it varies. It can be. I mean, the easiest thing is from personal experience, and maybe yeah. you exaggerate it or drama yeah. it a bit because you know sometimes personal experience isn't actually that interesting but you know, <laughs> you've got a tiny glimpse or feeling of how it might be you know so yeah. you just think okay yeah just exaggerate it but yeah you know staying in that kind of mindset it can be things that have happened to other people it can be uh things you you know read in a paper or see on the news sometimes you think oh that's a so, you know, yeah. I wonder what it was like to 
but you know be in that situation or how that person thought when they went through that you know all all those kind of things yeah yeah because um this this well living off the memories if we talk about that again for a second i mean this is in 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 first person this is this sounds like you know personal experience yes and um it sounds very sincere i mean i i i remember when i first sung the demo it was wow this this i I could have written this myself and i think many people um who are older than than just school days we 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 can all relate to stuff like this yeah 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 it, it was um it was first person because I had met up with people from school um, mm-hmm. and like I said, I had that feeling of initially, oh, I, I, you know, I, I was struggling with a conversation. It was like, I don't, I don't really know you anymore. Yeah. And it wasn't until we sat down at the pub and had a pint and you start falling back into how you were yeah. at school and making the yeah. same kind of jokes and, and then suddenly yeah. you're away I like you are the same person but that yeah. like I say that initial period was like oh I, I don't really know you anymore it's a bit, yeah. bit sad that's why I, 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 we don't have had we, we haven't had that many class reu- school reunions in, in, in my school I don't really enjoy going to them because well as you say you fall into those same patterns even though Many of us, I mean, we are family people. We have our own kids and, and stuff. And it's just, why would you fall back into those very same patterns? But it's very interesting because we all do. Yeah. Same same lousy too. jokes and comments. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> and I guess it's yeah. a universal thing. It yeah. is. It's very, very strange. But yeah. 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 Well, anyway, this was um, this was the first song. Um, I don't think um, there's much more to say, but other than let's listen to the song and then um, and then the audience, the listener of this podcast, can uh, can make his or her own um, opinion about the song. We hope you like it. It was uh, a pleasure writing the song. It was a pleasure recording the song, and we're very. We're very honored that Molly Parker um, would sing it, yeah. and Molly, I guess, is a is a is a singer, an up and coming um, singer that that people should certainly pay attention to. I, I know she's working on much more music, um, so so we, we hope to, to to hear her again and maybe maybe work with her. That would be fun. Yeah, be nice. cool. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be back in uh, a future episode. Cheers. Goodbye.